Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and today, I believe all the way from California, we have Eden Strader. Eden, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. I'm actually in New York now, but I was in LA before, so you're oh, totally fine. I <laughs> was how correct is- a year and a half ago. <laughs> how is New York? It's great. Um, I grew up in like the Coachella Valley, just outside of LA. So kind of Palm Springs, the area. Um, and then I moved back there, um, a couple years ago and now I'm in New York and I love it here. I feel like this is where I was supposed to be originally. So is it giving you like a lot of energy, the city? Yeah, I have always loved the energy of New York. I came for the first time when I was like 17, like a senior in high school. And I like looked at colleges here the first time I came because I was like, I'm just so obsessed with the energy of the city. It's magical. It it, For me, like I do love it. Like the times that I go visit, like I do feel recharged, especially coming Mm -hmm. from Miami that I feel like even though we're a huge city, for me, it feels like it has like a small town feel. Uh, I feel like New York feels like actual, like an actual city. So it gives me like a lot of energy when I visit. Oh, absolutely. It was, I like grew up partially in Utah as well. And so it would always be funny when people were like Salt Lake, the city. And I was like, that is not a city, but that's okay. We can, we can say that if you'd like. Absolutely. Well, what about you introduce yourself for people that don't know you? Tell us who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Eden Strader and I'm a former destination wedding photographer now turned business coach. So I shot destination weddings for the last like six or so years. And then (laughs) started kind of dipping my toe into education and then went into it full-time last year, which has been amazing. So I do like creative consulting and coaching for creative entrepreneurs, but photographers specifically. Um, And like everything in my little corner of the internet is just like based on the foundation that I think you should have an amazing business to have an amazing life. I think that entrepreneurs can get really, really caught up in building just like the business of their dreams, but they kind of go into it with more of a hustle culture mindset and they lose their weekends and their free time and their passion just in the pursuit of this amazing business. And so everything I talk about teach is in the pursuit of yes, building an amazing business where we are like financially and personally fulfilled but it's not the end destination having like a really beautiful and fulfilling life should be what the business adds to so that's a little bit about me and yeah what I do I love that motto because as you said I believe like the hustle culture is really strong and I really hope that we start moving into more as you mentioned like personal fulfillment right what's Mm -hmm. the goal of having 52 weddings a year if you have no 
personal life. time. Yeah, if you yeah. have no friends, no family, no nothing. Like, but I mean, yeah, money in the bank is great, but also, you know. Yeah, what if you don't have time to do anything with it? I know I always tell people, I'm like, what are you working for? Like more work? That can't possibly be the cycle. That's so sad. Yep, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about building a brand that has no competition. And I'm super excited about this because... Uh, there are some points that I do want to address, but also I do believe that brand voice and brand presence is really what moves the needle. I have experienced that in my own personal brand, so I'm excited to be sharing this with everybody that listens. So let's start right at the beginning, really tiny baby steps. What is a brand? Because I believe that a lot of photographers confuse brand with logo, colors, and a template. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say that is usually how I start it is by when I ask people like well what is your brand all about they're like well I like these colors my logo looks like this and I'm like oh I do not care no offense um I'm like that's great and like your aesthetic and your visual representation of your brand is important but I kind of think of it as a pillar um and if you're thinking of your business as kind of like a home I think your brand aesthetic is one of the pillars that upholds it but at the foundation is the brand message and voice and what that is is honestly just like kind of stripped down to the bare bones is just like a representation of you as a human um and it is just like what people are going to think of when they think of you. It's going to be how you make your clients feel when they interact with you, whether that's paid or not. It's going to be what your art looks like or your photography. It's going to be what you're all about and what you're bringing to the world, both as a human and an artist. And so there's a lot of pillars that uphold this house of our business and they're built on the brand. And that is our aesthetic or like, let's say, you know, what our photography looks like or our social media marketing, but all of those are built on the foundation that is us and our voice and our why. And what drives us as a human being and an artist. And so it should bleed into all of those things. Um, but you have to, before you start dealing with those things, like your logo or your social media, or, you know, even your copywriting or your website, you need to know who you are as a human being and what you want to bring to the table, both as a human and an artist, because that kind of leads us into the no competition thing, which is this, that we want to not only feel completely fulfilled in our business and what we're bringing forth in our creation, but also, Bringing something to the table, bringing something to the table that's just different and not like anyone else can bring to the table because it's representative of us as a human being. And what do you think? Because as an educator, I have you know uh, encountered this. What do you think people have such a hard time once you like lay down what a brand is? What do you think people have such a hard time like coming up with their brand or identifying their mm -hmm. brand? Is it's just like a very overwhelming question and also. That I I feel when I have coached people, that's when people like that's like the major you know roadblock. Like, mm -hmm. what do we do here? Like, how do I understand what my brand is? Mm -hmm. So I think what can be hard when we first take our what is for most people like a hobby and we want to make it into a business. That's such a like beautiful and amazing thing, and also just scary thing mm -hmm. to like take something we love so much and turn it into a business. Um, and so it can feel really scary. And I think fear prompts people to try to figure out quickly what's going to lead them to success. And so it's really, really easy to look around at people doing something similar to you because there are always people doing something similar, right? Like you even just said yourself, you're a coach. I'm a coach. We like on paper look like we do the exact same thing mm -hmm. when in practice, we probably don't at all. Um, and so it's really easy as an artist to once you start turning your 
hobby into a business to be like, well, what's going to make it successful? And you kind of take a look around at everyone else in the industry and what they're doing. And you're like, okay, let me, let me try to do it kind of like that. Like, let me try to see what they're doing, kind of put my own spin on it, but like, you know, kind of do what they're doing in order to be successful. I think we saw like a really big surge in this, right. When like adventure elopements became Mm. really big. And then like, suddenly everyone was an adventure elopement photographer. And I remember meeting photographers and being like, do you even like hiking? Like, do you like, (laughs) do you like doing that? It's like in paper sounds like let's say person A and B, right? I'm person A, the one that is new. So I'm like, oh, person B is killing it. I'm just going to do exactly what they do. And as you said, oh, I'll add my little tiny spin, but like, it seems that is really good. And going back to the example of adventure elopement, if you were to ask me, uh, I would fail because I don't like all camping. So (laughs) exactly. And I feel like I, you know, there were so many people that were like, yeah, I like don't even like doing that stuff, but like, it's really big right now. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, other photographers that like, aren't very, like, I always tell people if I tried to be a fine art photographer, like Jose Villa, that wouldn't make any sense. I mean, look at me. I don't look like Jose Villa. Like, I don't look like his type of aesthetic. And so if you wanted me, like, if I needed to do what I thought would make me a lot of money and be like a really high end classy film photographer, I wouldn't personally feel that fulfilled, honestly, just because I don't, I don't connect to that style of art. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's where brand can get really confusing and like hard to pin down for people because the fear of failing kind of overtakes this intuitive approach to like who we are as artists. And as a coach, and obviously as somebody that has experience, you know, seeing many brands and, you know, businesses, do you think, or do you know that an outside person, let's say a doctor, an accountant, you know, somebody that is looking for our services can see when a brand is not authentic Absolutely. But I also think what's important, and I'll say this about branding, because I think what people can get really hung up on Mm -hmm. is they're like, what if I don't want to be personal? Like, what Mm -hmm. if I don't want Mm. to like, you know what I mean? Because some people are like, I'm like way too, uh, like, introverted for that. Like, I don't want to like put my entire self on the internet. Some people also will resonate with that, right? Like Mm -hmm. there will be people who want to hire a photographer and they just want them to be a vendor. Like they don't need a relationship with them. They don't need to get to know them. They're fine if their wedding photos look like everyone else's. Like I, again, I always think of Jose Villa. He is a phenomenal photographer, um, but he is like a machine. Like he has that down to a system. You know exactly what his weddings are going to look like. Like no one's hiring Jose Villa thinking that they're going to get a photo that's never been seen before. They look at the photos, the iconic photos that he's taken and are like, I know I'm going to get a photo just like that. And so I think when we talk about creating a brand that's true to you, that doesn't mean it has to be completely authentic or vulnerable or open if that's not who you are as a human. Like if you don't want to open up your life like that on the internet, that's okay too. You just need to be true to that because there are going to be clientele that also just want a vendor. Like they might not even want to get to know you. And that's, if you don't want to get to know them either, that's you know, a perfect, a perfect match. Um, And so I think that's what's important. And I do think like the access that we have to each other on the internet though, right now um, has made it so that people can see who's being like true to themselves and what they believe or what they want to show, especially after the pandemic, right? Like Mm -hmm. we all have such access to each other and our platforms and what we stand for um, in a way where it's pretty easy for me when I want to like 
you know, anything as small as buying a print for some of my friends, like an art print or like hiring a coach, it's pretty easy to do a quick recap of their socials or their messaging Mm -hmm. or their copyright to see if we like resonate with each other on just like a basic human level. Um, and it's okay if we don't, because they have ideal clients somewhere else, but it just might not be me. And, um, I think that's like a really cool tool at our disposal right now. Absolutely. And what would you say, perhaps somebody that is listening to this, this is like, okay, this, this makes sense. Uh, however, my life is not that exciting. It's not like they're shy, right? They could be like, oh, I'm, I'm completely okay sharing my life. But the reality is that I do nothing other than edit photos. And maybe I'll go for a walk every now and then. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I have, I, they feel like they have nothing to share. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay too. Um, and so one of the things that I'll, I'll kind of walk you through like three questions that I always mm-hmm. tell people to ask themselves when trying to identify their brand, um, because it's, it's really hard to kind of view ourselves and be like, yes, I bring this to the table and this to the table and this to the table, right? Like, I don't know a lot of people that like hype themselves that much, which is sad. I wish we all did, but we don't. Um, but I always tell people when they're trying to like identify what they want to bring to the table as a brand and a business owner and separate themselves from the competition to take their business out of it for a second, which mm-hmm. I know can seem like counterintuitive, but to just think of yourself as a human being first, because I really do think that's the foundation of everything everything. Um, and I always tell people to think to yourself, like, what are my favorite things about myself? Like just as a human being, like, what are the things about myself that I really, really love? Um, you know, like one for me is even just like, I love color and I love how much I love color. And I love how much I love weird light. Like I will just stare at light on walls for hours and hours. And that can be seen in my photography work. Like my photography work is really colorful and light driven. Um, and then I also tell, Uh, people to ask themselves, like, what are your best strengths? Because I know people can easily list off their weaknesses very, very quickly. It can be a little bit harder to list your strengths. Um, But one of my strengths is that um, I'm a really hard worker and I love making things organized, but also very intuitive. And that can be seen a lot in my business as well. Um, and also a little, a little trick in case you don't know how to list your own strengths. I always recommend taking this thing called the, um, Oh shoot. What is it called? The Clifton strengths test. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I'm like, the. okay. So the Clifton strengths test is almost like a personality test. It's paid, but it's a more scientific one. Mm-hmm. And basically what it does is it takes this huge analysis on like your skills and your traits. And it tells you like which ways that you kind of show up the best. So like, mm-hmm. I'll give an example. One for me is that I'm like incredibly motivated by competition. I'm a really competitive person. For some people, competition wouldn't make them work any harder. They're like, I don't care. That's me. (laughs) Yeah, I am the opposite. I love to win. I do not play board games with people because I'm so competitive. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. However, I can use that to my advantage in my business because I can like get competitive with myself and be like, how do I beat my numbers from last month? Or I can get competitive with a competitor, like with presets or something like that. I can be like, okay, I want to up this, or I want to, you know, look at my SEO rankings. Let me see how I can start beating some of those out to climb on those pages. That personally works for me. So if you can't list your own strengths, go take the Clifton test. It's great. It's amazing. Um, but my last question that is like my favorite to have creatives ask themselves is to actually ask other people, um, ask your friends and family what their favorite things are about you and how they feel when they're around you. And I think this is like a really, really insightful one is like, 
how do your friends and family and your loved ones feel when they spend time with you? Because those are your natural strengths and just like naturally how you show up as a human. Um, and that should show up in your work. Like that should show up in the way that you engage with your clients. Um, maybe it's that, you know, you are really fun and funny. Maybe it's that you always make people feel encouraged. Maybe it's that you hold a really safe space for emotions, whatever it is, but ask your friends and family to kind of list those things for you. And then look at your business, gather all of those little answers and be like, how can I bring these things into my business more? How can I make people feel this way through my art, through even my social media, through even my consultation calls? Like, how can I show people this is who I am as a human being? Because, you know, it's the cheesiest, most overdone cliche ever, right? That like, there's no one like you. There's like mm-hmm. that Dr. Seuss quote that like, no one is the same, but it, it's a cliche for a reason. And so the more that you're able to make your business unique, just like there is no one like you, um, if you can make your business more like you, then there's no business like your business. That's how you make it more unique. That's how you get rid of competition is even if there is someone who like you and I, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, we're both we're both coaches. We're both educators. We probably have very different strengths. I mean, we just identified a huge difference we have alone, which is that I'm very competitive. Um, and so if there's someone else that's really, really competitive, they might like working with me. And if they are not competitive, in fact, they think it's kind of icky, they're definitely going to work better with you. Like, and that's okay. That's totally fine. Right. That's like how we all have businesses and clients is because we all have different strengths and we want to bring them to the table. And so, um, that's why I think identifying who you are as a human is just really at the foundation of identifying your brand, because then you can start kind of bringing that into your work in so many different ways. I see. So technically the title of this conversation is building a brand that has no competition. And before we started recording, I asked you because Although I do believe that brands are very unique, right? Like I am an Apple user for life, mm-hmm. right? This is it. This is uh, this is how I started and this is how it's going to end. Apple user for life. Doesn't mean that Apple doesn't have technically quote unquote competition. There is other mm-hmm. companies out there doing computers, creating cell phones. Now, do I, I mean, I don't know. I've never sat at a board with Apple, right? But mm-hmm. do I think that they take into consideration what other people are doing? Maybe so they can mm-hmm. enhance their ads, their products and all that. But I do believe that sometimes, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, ignoring maybe ignoring Mm. is not the word but maybe not acknowledging that there is in fact competition especially Mm. in the photography industry could be maybe um uh counterproductive for your own marketing Mm. strategies so like for example my own personal example of carolina gusik photography I am aware there is people in my industry that photograph very similar to the way that I photograph, that we even have very similar price point. So if a doctor that is a client comes to me, they might see this is A and B on paper, whatever. Now, here is the part where I completely agree with you. When they meet with me, there is things that they're going to really like or things are going to be completely a turn off. And Mm. that's when the decision making happens. So Mm -hmm. even though I do acknowledge that there is competition, I try not to focus on what my competition is doing. And I focus Mm -hmm. on myself and and making sure that my brand voice and my brand message is very strong. So like when somebody comes into my business and sees just, oh, yeah, this is a beautiful photo. But what's beneath this? Who is the person that took the photo? Am I going to enjoy being eight, nine, ten hours with this person? Yeah. I believe that's when the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. 
am I on the right path or talk to me? Yeah, no, I think that's one, you're correct that like that is the majority of the time that people start getting the brand experience is, you know, once they get into that contact Mm -hmm. where they start getting to speak to you, get to know you, things like that. And I think that's the important uh, importance of considering your brand as the foundation that supports all the pillars in your business. So those pillars would be things like client consultations, right? Like when you're Mm -hmm. actually getting to talk to them. But I think there's other pillars like social media, Mm -hmm. um, copywriting throughout your page, your about page, even your free resources, things like that. I always think of it like I want to look at every aspect, every touch point that a potential client could have with me. And I call it from cold to sold. So this Mm -hmm. is basically like from discovery to actually booking you. And so what I like doing is kind of thinking like, okay, what are, what are the ways that someone would discover me? Right? Like what are the marketing platforms that you use? Myself? Oh, I use. Yes. Yes. You. SEO for me is like, I put all my effort into SEO, Pinterest, and Instagram. Those are like my three. Perfect. My three we love, that's like a, that's like a holy trinity. Yeah. Okay, we love that. Um, okay. So those are great ones. Pinterest is definitely, I think the hardest to build a brand voice on just because Correct. they're typically going to be clicking through to something like Instagram or very your website. Cold, very cold. Very cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very cold lead, but however, it's going to lead, like you said, to blog posts or SEO or to your Instagram. So what I like doing is looking at, let's say my Instagram, for example, and I want to look at my Instagram and be like, okay, if I didn't know a single thing about my business and I clicked into this profile, how can I make it so that they quickly learn why I'm not like every other business coach or why I'm not like every other photographer in Miami? Like I want them to see it, know it immediately through the colors, through the portfolio, through the copywriting, through the links. And then you can kind of map out this client experience, right? Because there's so many steps they might take, right? They might click on your Instagram, then click on a couple of photos, maybe read a couple of captions. Then they might click on your website in your bio, then go to the website. How does the website tell them about you and your brand and what makes you different, right? Like I always think of, if you go to my website, for example, it is incredibly colorful. It is really bold. They're swearing on it. Like some people would click on it and be like, this is absolutely not for me. Like Mm -hmm. you want every single thing in your business from again, all of those pillars, like consultation, but also before that, those discovery stages to both repel and attract. Like I want, by the time someone is going to my contact page, I want them to already have such a good idea about my brand. And it was the same when I was a photographer. Friend, this is a short podcast intermission to remind you that every month I am uploading actionable short tutorials about SEO, blogging, content creation, website reviews, and much more on my Patreon. Each tutorial has a very specific goal to help you level up an aspect of your business. You can access these tutorials at any time and as many times as you need to. In addition, each month I am also hosting a live call where you can ask any questions regarding your business or marketing strategies. This is like having a tiny coaching call with me. You can currently access over 50 tutorials for only $10 a month. Join today. I have a direct link on the notes of this episode for you to check it out. Now back to the episode. It's it's kind of similar to I'm working with a client right now um, who doesn't want to pose weddings anymore. They mm-hmm. like literally do not want to pose anything, not even family photos. Like they do not want to interact with the client on the wedding day. Okay. Um, which for a lot of people would be like very untraditional, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's a very untraditional approach to weddings. Um, and so she was really struggling with it because she was like, I just feel like if I say that. I'm going to lose a lot of clients. Like I'm going to lose a lot of potential clients. And I was like, yes, you 
1000% are. That's not for everyone. Like that is absolutely not for everyone. You're going to lose potential clients. However, it happens to be that like, if I get married one day, I want an unposed wedding photographer. Like it would genuinely ruin my wedding day. If I felt like I was a photo sh- at a photo shoot at any point, mm-hmm. like the way I hire a photographer will literally be like, Hey, please talk to me as a human, but like, please at no point <laughs> director pose us. Like that will seriously really ruin my day. Um, because I don't, I personally just do not want my day to feel like a photo shoot, which means that when I'm looking for a wedding photographer, eventually I would never even contact someone unless I saw all over their Instagram, all over their website, all over their copywriting, all over everything, the importance of an unposed wedding to them. Because to me, it's like, I don't want to have to talk someone into something like I want a specialist, right? right? And so the more you're able to just really bleed what's important to you and what your brand is into all these different facets of your business, you're actually going to connect with your dream clients more. You might be like booking less weddings, but you'll be booking more genuine aligned ones, which is also when you can raise a price point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, For example, again, we can like go back to Jose Villa. No one's going to do it like Jose Villa, which is why I'm sure his prices start at like, I can only imagine like $50,000 or something, which is crazy. I've heard, I've heard that's, yes, that's the starting point for a few hours. Wild. Wild. But like, how cool is that, right? Like he has identified his brand, his voice, his niche so specifically that people are going to pay that because they can't get the Jose Villa experience or brand anywhere else. And so I think that's why it's so important is like some people will just hire us straight out the gate because they like know us already have a relationship with us, but some people are going to walk that cold to sold pipeline. And so it's incredibly important that we communicate the brand to them before we even get to talk to them in person or before we exchange a dollar with them. Um, Like I think of my website and my Instagram and my podcast and my YouTube, like those are all ways to understand what separates me from all the other coaches out there. Um, And that doesn't mean I'm the best coach in the world, right? Like if someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, I need help with Facebook ads. Please don't hire me. I don't know how to do them. Like I have no desire to teach you how to do Facebook ads. I just don't know how to do them. Um, However, I can teach you a lot of other things really, really well. And that's what I'm going to focus on. So really, again, identifying those strengths and what you're passionate about and making sure they know that just as soon as they even lay eyes on any like aspect of your business. Do you think that also this uh, concept of like, there is no competition, it's Mm -hmm. also a mental stage and a mindset? Yeah, I think it, what it really comes down to, like when you're going to build a brand that's going to have no competition, you really have to let go of this idea that everybody should like you. Mm. Um, because not everyone is going to, um, and I think as human beings, right, we want to be liked, we want to be loved. However, the only way you're going to be liked and loved by everyone is if you are really like boring or plain or like (laughs) normal, right? Like no one's going to look at a plain piece of paper and be like, that's so offensive. I don't like that. But they're also not going to be like, oh my gosh, I love that. Like I'm obsessed right. with that piece of paper. Cause it's just, it's blank. It's plain. It's nothing. However, we could create a gorgeous piece of art on that, but some people might hate that art, but also some people might love that art. And you kind of just have to have almost like a little ego release, which is just like, I'm okay with some people not liking me so that some people can love me. And that's a really hard mindset shift for some people to make. I It was hard for me at first too, um, but it gets more comfortable with time. But you do have to kind of make that release of like, I'm okay 
with people being a hundred percent obsessed with me or not obsessed with me at all, rather than just being like a wishwashy, lukewarm choice for more people. Correct. In my own personal experience, like I did work really hard on my SEO, my website, uh, all that, you know, my brand voice, niching down exactly what I like and all those things. But I think that for me, the biggest tool or the biggest, you know, when I saw an actual change in my business was when my, my, my mindset changed. Mm. When I was like, do technically on paper, do I acknowledge that there is competition around me? Of course, I'm not blind. I can see, you know, mm-hmm. I work with other photographers that even though we're friends, technically we are on paper competition. Not once in my mind during the day or during the year, I'm thinking about what are they doing for their business? Like Mm -hmm. I am so focused on myself and my business that there is no room to think about my competition. And this Mm -hmm. might sound very probably obnoxious. (laughs) This might sound like, oh my God, who she thinks she is. But like, that was the moment when like, I really saw a growth in my business when I was like, I need to focus on myself and I'm competing against myself. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. But I think it's really hard, as you mentioned, especially again, when I talk to other photographers and all that is like, yes, but how, how do mm. we get there? And I think that's something that, I mean, cannot be teach, especially in this episode, but that's something also that I think that as entrepreneurs, we do need to consider, right? The result, mm. we can have the most amazing website. We can have the really cool social media, but if we don't work also on our mindset, uh, you have always that fear or that like looking around like what is everybody else doing and mm-hmm. you know you, you're losing energy really mm-hmm. on my, like that's what I think that you're losing energy when you're like focusing on all those things what do you think? oh absolutely yeah and I was gonna say too I think what um people don't realize is the more you try to be like the competition the more competition you're creating for mm. yourself like and it, it, it it's counterintuitive you just don't realize it right because it's like if you see this photographer who is amazing and you love their editing and you love the way they you know run their business and the way that they show up and the way that they shoot and you're like let me try to replicate that now you're just the watered down version of them and that sucks and the only thing that's going to separate you from them when it comes to the competition is going to be pricing if everything looks the same and so you don't want the one thing that makes people hire you to be that you just have lower prices like that's Mm. that is not fun that is not sustainable that's not going to lead to fulfillment um there's so many things going on there and so again just yeah staying in your lane putting on those blinders there's one thing to be said right about like looking at your competition to be like oh you know are they using certain marketing strategy or hashtags that perform well that's a different story Mm -hmm. right but the basis of your business should be based on you and your strengths and your passions and what you love and what you love creating. Um, and that's why your dream clients are going to want to work with you. Um, oftentimes I, I work with a lot of people who will come to me being like, I'm just not booking my dream clients. Mm -hmm. Like they never seem to want to do like exactly what I want to do. Or I just feel like we're really getting things lost in translation. Um, and I'll be like, okay, well, how often are you telling them what it is you want to do? Like, how often are you showing what you're passionate about? Are you talking about the passion projects you want to take on? Um, again, let's use the example of unposed, right? Like mm-hmm. say you want to book more unposed weddings. How often are you talking about that? 
Like how often are you talking about how important it is to you to just enjoy your wedding day and not feel like you're at a photo shoot? And oftentimes they're like, well, I'm not because like I don't I don't want to scare people away. And it's like, well, how are they going to hire you for something they don't even know exists? You need to put out there what you're passionate about, what your dream bookings are, what your dream business looks like, because there are clients out there who want that. They just don't even know that you offer it. I think one of the things that helped me also was when I started doing uh, a lot of uh, Instagram stories that are super casual. If you mm-hmm. people have seen my Instagram stories, you know that it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But I talk a lot about like how I love working with couples that want to have a lot of fun. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I want couples that want to give me the green light to, you know, have fun, do whatever we want, that they're super relaxed. And even though sometimes I book clients that even on the discovery call, they seem very shy and even, you know, sometimes even dry, right? I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting, but they book me, but they seem a little bit dry. And then the day of the wedding, they're like those clients that I want. They like, they bring it to the wedding. So I think it's important to always, as you mentioned, talk about it. I think it's mm-hmm. a reinforcement, not only for you and your brand voice, but also you like constantly like putting it in other people's minds of who you are and what you do. So like all those clients that I booked that seem very shy the day of the wedding, I mean, the day of the discovery call. And then, you know, they, you know, we follow each other on social media for like eight, 10, 12 months. They have like a lot of time to like process all my Instagram Mm -hmm. stories. And then it's always like magic the day of the wedding. I'm like, I didn't know, you know, like it was going to be this fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, I think that's the importance of, you know, again, like they probably can get to know you through those Instagram stories before they're even like, maybe even engaged. Like maybe Correct. it's something that's in the back of their head that they're like, Oh my gosh, when we get engaged, I want to make sure that we have someone who's ready to party and like ready to be a part of the party that we want to have to celebrate. Absolutely. So I mean, you give us a lot of like tips here, but what uh, what's one marketing tip that you have done that you have thought that you're currently using that works really well for for your business? So it kind of goes alongside what you were just saying, um, but it's easily like one of the best changes I made that's really easy to make. And I think that's important when you like are working on your marketing um, is to one, use platforms that are fun to you. I think people get really, really hung up on the fact that there's different marketing tools that they need to use when in reality, they literally all work, all of them. Like every single marketing tool tactic works. You could never use Instagram and still have a six-figure business, whatever. Just pick one that sounds fun to you so you can actually enjoy it and not feel burnt out on it. And then run it like you would a personal account, at least on your stories. Um, That has easily been the biggest shift ever in my business is I just made the goal of instead of I have like my business account and my personal account on Instagram. And I was like, I'm just going to start posting on my business stories like I do on my personal account rather than the opposite and see what happens. Um, And I, that is when like my bookings picked up significantly. And like the more I just gave insight into like my life and what I love and even what I'm struggling with and not to say you have to do that, but if you feel comfortable showing up on your social media, like it is a personal account is so, so helpful to, again, do the repelling and attracting that we want to do in order to work with our ideal clients. I love that you mentioned two things. One, pick a, pick a uh, platform that you enjoy. The amount of times that I get either DMs of people telling me like, you need to be on TikTok. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want TikTok. I don't like it. No. I don't use it. I, I'm sure there is amazing clients in there, but I'm not going to enjoy it. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. do something that I don't like. 
Like mm-hmm, I understand exactly. in business, sometimes we have to do things that we don't love. Like I have to do taxes. Do I love doing taxes? No, but I yeah. have to. <laughs> but like, I don't have to be on TikTok if I'm already having a good time on Instagram, right? So mm-hmm, I exactly. love that. And the second thing that you mentioned is like uh, showing up not only as a business. And I actually live this because through my Instagram for the Talk Republic, I am very, I even rarely show my face. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever quotes, whatever. And like mm-hmm. last year I was like, why isn't like, why I'm not really connecting? Well, no mm-hmm. wonder how am I going to connect? Like I'm not even showing my face. And like in my mm-hmm. Carolina Guzik photography is completely the opposite because I'm showing my dog. I talk about yoga. I talk mm-hmm. about housewives, which yes. crazy <laughs> enough, I... I would say that 95% of the clients that I booked are like Bravo fans. So we get into mm-hmm. these like combos that have nothing to do with photography, but here we are building relationships that allow them to be super fun on their wedding day because now we have yeah. something to talk about. So this year I actually started, I mean, it's been two weeks, three weeks into this year. Mm-hmm. I started showing up my face more on the Talk Republic and I have seen how like just impressions have actually doubled on like stories yeah exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah people will always connect with a human more than they're going to a graphic like always absolutely and talking about instagram where could people find you What's your yeah, Instagram? So you can, <laughs> yes, you can find me um, at Eden Strader on like basically everything. Um, that is my na- website. It's just EdenStrader.com, Eden Strader on Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Um, and yeah, we have like several photography and even just marketing-based freebies that you can find on there. Um, everything from like learning artificial light to like pre-wedding questionnaires and um, Pinterest like marketing, things like that. So that's where you can find everything. Awesome. So I'm going to make sure to add all these links to the notes. Uh, it was so great having you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for Thank your you so time. Much for having me. It was so great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Guys, so I hope that this year, 2023, you start working on your brand. Remember, quick recap. It's not about your logo. It's not about your colors. It's not about even the font that you use on your website. Those are just like stuff that you can do after but it's important to focus on your brand and understanding what your brand is and who your business is and who you are Mm -hmm. one question because I know that I just mentioned this would you say that a brand is evolving like the concept or ours personally yeah I think so I think both, right? Like I think as we stretch and grow as humans, our brands can too. I think that there can be a tendency to feel like we have to pick something and just stick to it. And that's that's not how human beings work. Um, and I think as you grow and evolve and the things that are important to you change as well, your brand will shift too. But I think as long as your business is always staying true to who you are, that will be a really simple and like beautiful flow it won't seem like it's one brand one day and one brand the next day it will probably just flow and evolve with you um I'm a very different person than I was seven years ago um and even just two years ago but because the brand has just kind of flowed with me it all kind of blends into each other really nicely and so I think don't be afraid to like stretch and pivot and grow uh alongside your business and your brand that was a nice thing to close this. And yeah. thank you so much for your energy and your knowledge. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. And I hope, you know, I can have you again here on the podcast. Thank you so much. It was so great meeting you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And for all of you that listen all the way to the end, remember to screenshot, tag Eden, tag me, slide into the DMs, whatever you want to do. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you next week with another amazing guest. Until then, ciao. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.